Welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. And I have a very special guest here, former Seahawk, uh, Seahawk legend, Mr. Dennis Boyd, who used to play for the Seahawks um, in what years again, uh, Dennis? 77 to 82. Well, it's great to meet you, Dennis, and Thanks, glad, you're, glad you're here in the program. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very, very privileged to be able to work with the Seahawk legends that are all around here in Greater Puget Sound as we honor our se- seniors over the holiday season. And, of course, um, this fall um, we are certainly bringing you um, our legends as they come in and talk about a special initiative that we do over the holiday season, which is called 12 Days of Goodness. And a little bit for those of you that don't know what the program is, um, 12 Days of Goodness is really about 12 days of sharing goodness and and um, spreading a lot of love and touching the hearts of our seniors here in Greater Puget Sound. And we do so, Answers for Elders does this by partnering with the Seahawk Legends. And we are privileged to have um, something like, what, 35 or 40 of you guys that are that have stepped up? 40, yeah. yeah, that you guys are really out there in the community doing some great things. And um, we try to get into almost every neighborhood that in... Um, in uh, Greater Puget Sound throughout the 12 days. Mm-hmm. Um, we start the event on 12-12 at 12 noon. Of course, everyone, we, we know when, when the, right, the hour is right to start. And we do as many events as we can fit into our calendar for 12 days. And Dennis, you've been part of this program. And so what I would love to do is have you share a little bit about your stories and why this initiative is, you know, most important. The... The 12 Days of Goodness was an opportunity to reach out and uh, fill in, I guess, maybe this satisfy a little guilt on my part in the fact that I have a 88-year-old mother that's uh, she's doing well, but I don't see her as often as I should, probably mm-hmm. don't communicate as often as I should. And this was an opportunity to reach out and to encourage the 12s uh, to become more involved in the senior community, a little bit of a... Uh, uh, self-serving side is that it's kind of fun because the people that we're talking to are the people that were in the stands for us. Right. I mean, we had such an, in 1976, when the Seahawks came to the, uh, to the Seattle area, uh, and became part of the community, we were welcomed so warmly and everybody was so enthusiastic. And as Jack Patera would say, he said, we did the best we could with mediocre talent. So it was, <laughs> you know, but we did. Uh, it was such an amazing time. It was like, uh, for lack of a better term, an extended adolescence mm-hmm. where we got to keep playing. We were uh, the people in the community were just were excited to have us and so on. And we got to know people. Uh, things are a little different now with uh, high tech and cell phones sure. and things like this. We actually were. You know, talking to people face to face and and being part of the various uh, uh, community activities and mm-hmm. fundraisers and so on. So it it was an, a very enjoyable time, and uh, that's why again we see a lot of the players still remain in the area or have actually moved back. As I think of Sammy Green and Edwin Bailey and some of the players that were in Atlanta right. or back in Virginia or something like that, and have moved back to the area. And I think that's so incredible um, to have you guys being around and still part of the community. Um, You know, the Seahawks have been so much part of the fabric of the Seattle culture now. And I think one of the things that we're so grateful for is having you come and share the memories with these seniors. Um, One thing, everyone out there that you may not know, but 
Did you know that 60% of seniors that live in care facilities uh, have no regular visitors? Um, the sad story is the traditional pattern of, of seniors who live in either retirement living or skilled care, um, the family will come and maybe come and visit them for about two weeks, and then all of a sudden they become the forgotten. And you know, it's not right. It's one of the passionate things that, I, you know, things that I feel most passionate about. And I feel so honored to have the alumni, the, our Seahawks alumni, along for the ride with me as we start. Um, I have a goal. I want to change the paradigm. Mm-hmm. I want the families out here in greater Puget Sound to really think about if you have a loved one, whether they live at home alone, um, maybe there's, you know, grandmother and grandfather might live an hour or two away. You know, we're all busy, yes. But I will tell you something as somebody that took care of my mom for the last six years of her life, um, you know, these days will never come again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be one day without them. And as much as we can do in our community to be, basically reach out to our seniors that are here and hear their stories, listen to what they have to say. You don't necessarily have to agree or disagree with them, but just allow them to share, build that relationship. And I think that's what our Seahawk legends are doing so well. Well, it's it's an opportunity, and I guess I'll have a little different take. I don't know if they're as much as forgotten as much as we People today live a very hectic lifestyle. Yeah, they do. And when you sit down and say, "By the, I get up at 5.30 in the morning, and by the time 8.30 rolls around, I'm going, where did that day go? And then the next thing you know, it's been a week. It's been two weeks. It's been a month since mm-hmm. I've talked to mom or grandma or something like that. Sure. And we allow our life kind of gets in the way. And sometimes we forget some of the important things before it's too late. Like you said, somebody passes and then the opportunity is lost. Right. Uh, so the intent here, again, of the 12 Days of Goodness is to remind people, reach out to your family members, reach out to friends and, and uh, you know, veterans, if you guys are in service together, you know, give somebody a call, be a part of that communication, keep them, keep them alive by uh, being engaged with them and, uh, and learn their stories. Uh, The thing that I've always found recently is that mom and I have been talking more about what her and dad were doing prior to me coming into the family. Uh, We tend to think about life started at, well, when I was born, and then you think of everything that happened after that. We forget that mom and dad had a life prior to that. What was going on? What were they traveling? What were they, what were they right. seeing? Why did they decide to live where and they And you did? probably have learned things about your mom and dad's you know, life before that you never knew before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's uh, just some of the small things that would happen when dad was stationed down in Concord, California in the Navy. And mom was living at a different area. You know, how did they do this? You know, how did they manage that? Mom was an RN, so and she did that because she knew wherever Dad was stationed, she could get a job. Uh, wow. So these are you know decisions and lifestyle change that uh, that people make as they go along. You know, just learning how they met and things like that, and sure. uh, some of the stories. Dad being shore patrol, you know, okay, sure. and going through the back kitchens of of uh, various restaurants in San Francisco just because he was checking up on things. So these are the interesting the the non 
what do you want to call it? They're non-conflict stories, meaning that, okay, he wasn't necessarily in a battle there, but this is what was going on. This is what Absolutely. Like. There's a background story. Yes, exactly. So we are talking to former Seahawk, uh, Seahawk legend, Dennis Boyd. And Dennis, um, a little bit about your days. You played, obviously, um, from 77 till when again? Through 82. Through yeah. 82. And what was your position on the Seahawks? Uh, I was defensive lineman, and then Howard Mudd tried to turn me into an offensive lineman, and unfortunately, uh, Jack was released, and then Howard left, and uh, I was kind of halfway through training. <laughs> I think a little bit I can, yeah. I can empathize with the kids today that have been former defensive linemen being converted to offensive linemen. Does it that is not, happen a lot, do you think? It, it it does in the fact that usually, and I'm not trying to pick on, the uh, the defensive linemen are coming in, they're a little faster, a little, in, and that's why they play on defense, mm-hmm. but they're trying to take that same athleticism and convert it to an offensive line skills. And it's uh, it's a difficult transition because it takes a while to develop some of these uh, things that are done by feel sure. more than they are by you can't sit there and do rote memory out of a book. Right, right. And, you know, I love when you come and talk to groups of seniors. Um, I love the stories you guys talk share with them about what it was like to be um, a Seahawk back in 1977. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how what that was like. Well, the meeting with the with the seniors is kind of we we share again. We go back to the what most people would think of are inconsequential stories, but uh, you know we can talk about things a little bit of things that went on in the locker room. Whether it was if you knew somebody was afraid of snakes, somebody would leave a rubber snake in the locker room (laughs) and they just wait for the reaction. Yeah, or you know just how. A little bit how guys, you know, you, you kind of pick on each other, you test for a week, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just that the nature of that sport. Sure. And then if you find that, then you try to, you know, let's work on that. You know, let's, let's make you stronger here. And then it, consequently, by starting off with the story, we usually hear a story back. Yes. Oh, well, here's what happened. This is what happened when I was doing this or when I was in the military or when I was, uh, you know, living uh, and this is what was going on and this is how we survived, you know. Uh, those types of things and the small inconsequential stories that just kind of add all the color to the mm-hmm. uh, to the the black and white outline of of somebody's life. Well, and you know, it's really amazing to hear our seniors talk about their experiences of watching you guys play. Um, they remember plays that you made. They remember games that you played and what the scores were. Um, they have this incredible, wonderful um, long term memory. And that's a very powerful thing for you, you know, for you both to share. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because they do remember, and that's very flattering, you know, that they do remember Efren Herrera's uh, catch down in Multnomah County Stadium against the Atlanta Falcons. I think it was our first Monday night game. And coming in at that time with the team, there were so many firsts. Yes. that were happening, uh, telling stories of what it was like to play in, in New England. And they would tell back what they saw and what they felt and uh, and what they were feeling when we finally made the playoffs and so on. Uh, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was. And it was, uh, you know, and so it's a mutual thing there. I mean, they we got enjoyment from the support that the fans had. And then, again, they hopefully got enjoyment watching us play. Well, I am so excited to have you here. And Dennis, what do you do now? Just really quick. We got about 30 seconds. I am a uh, property casualty broker for Hub International. Uh, we're stationed in, uh, out of Bothell, Washington. And uh, I do a lot of work with the senior living facilities. So this is a natural for you. It is. Thank you. Dennis, thank you so much for being on the program. And by the way, 
Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. 